Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, January 12, 2018, and if my voice sounds a little funny or unusual today, it's because I'm recording from home without my usual equipment because we have an ice storm here in my city of Memphis. It's raining ice and has been for several hours, but fortunately, we're not here to talk about Memphis or Germantown, Tennessee. We're here to talk about Europe, first of all. I've made a commitment to talk about Europe in these reports as often as possible because European civilization is Western civilization, and that is our civilization, at least it once was. Our story this week began in the New York Times, Sunday edition, December 17, 2017, when that paper carried a front-page story about the new crown prince in Saudi Arabia, Mohammed bin Salman. You should remember him from the recent report I did concerning his appointment by King Salman as his successor, as well as his efforts to reform Saudi society. It seems that the young prince, aged 32, has gone abroad looking for places to put his country's wealth in France is one of the lucky recipients. There are many landmarks in France that represent French history. And as the tour guides tell you, the landmarks also remind us of the glory of the age of kings. The most prominent and famous and symbol of France itself is the Palace of Versailles. Louis XIV built Versailles as his permanent home during his 72-year reign over France, and now it is perhaps the structure that, except for the Eiffel Tower, is most representative of France and the French people. Next to Versailles, once said another chateau, also built by Louis XIV, it sits on 57 manicured acres of gardens. These chateaus are more than just symbols or landmarks. They represent the history of a once great nation, and more importantly, they, they should be the property of the French people who built and paid for them with their labor and with their blood, but nevertheless, in 2009, Chateau, that Chateau was bulldozed in a new high-tech. Chateau Louis XIV was built in its place by Imad Kasoji, nephew of the late billionaire arms dealer Edmond Kasoji. The new Chateau recently sold for $300 million to a mystery purchaser, but a little research by the New York Times reveals the mystery purchaser to be the Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. Does this mean that France has sold its soul? Perhaps it means that France has sold its history, its culture, and its nation, as well as its soul. France is no longer even a nation state. It's been reduced to just a place where people live, no borders. And as the new Prime Minister Emmanuel Macron said, no culture. France sells its national treasures to the highest bidder without regard to whom or what that bidder is. There is no regard whatsoever of history, culture, tradition, or religion. None of those things exist anymore since they have been exchanged for a new multicultural open society where everything goes because nothing matters. Ethics, the foundation of civilization, has been destroyed or at least abandoned almost everywhere, but especially in France, the new multicultural socialist state 
is fostered on the people and they absorb it, they embrace it. Because from early childhood they have been indoctrinated with the belief that all truth is just a matter of opinion. And absolute truth does not exist. Right and wrong, then, are also just matters of opinion. And opinions can change from day to day. Government is free and encouraged to do whatever appears necessary at the time without exception or limit. Government is given all power and control over everything, and therefore is responsible for everything. If your child is failing in the government school system, it's obviously the government's fault and responsibility for fixing the problem lies with the government. Should your son rob someone on the street, the government has somehow failed him. Here in America, civilization once flourished because an ethical view of each person in common was universal. People depended on themselves and each other, not on government or the authorities, disputes between kids at school or between neighbors were handled individually and not by complaining to the authorities the idea that a teacher could have been insulted in school by a student was absolutely unthinkable in France. Burning cars has now become a New Year's tradition for the immigrant population with hundreds, even thousands, burned each year, mostly in Paris. The French police normally just leave them alone, let them go about their traditions unmolested. This past New Year's Eve, however, something happened that the French police could not ignore. A church identified as a Baptist evangelical church was having a party for its members inside its walls. When you think of churches in France, you usually think of structures such as the Cathedral of Notre Dame. But Protestant evangelical churches are usually just storefronts similar to strip mall stores here in America, so a large group of African immigrants came to the party uninvited. A large brawl broke out on the video I watched. There appeared to be hundreds of African immigrants assaulting the church members. The walls of the church were broken, either from inside or outside. The police were called, of course. But a call for a party at a Baptist church usually doesn't garner a large police presence. Two cars arrived with solo officers in each. One of the officers was a woman. She was attacked, knocked down, kicked in the head by what looked like dozens of people. The last I heard she was in the hospital with severe injuries. Reinforcements arrived when the police learned of the assault on their officers. These officers were attacked as well. Female officers were always signaled out for special treatment. So the police, symbol of state power, were assaulted repeatedly by a group of immigrants, and France is powerless to stop it. France has lost its ability to defend itself, lies prostrate before its invading enemies like Sweden. France no longer has the desire or even the courage to defend its women and children, so Prime Minister Macron is correct when he says there is no more French culture as well as no more French nation, just a place where people live. Too bad. It was a great nation and one worth fighting for. Muslims may be pouring into Europe by the millions, not just France, but all of old Europe, while others, Jews in particular, are leaving by the thousands. Notice I said Jews, not just Israelis, but Jews being chased out of Europe and into Israel where they may live in relative safety. Jews 
and Jewish businesses are under attack across Europe and they apparently see the handwriting on the wall, that handwriting sounds eerily familiar to the handwriting that appeared on Europe's walls during the 1930s. Many Jews did not heed the warning signs then, but they are heeding them now. Now back to the crown prince for a moment, because our story isn't finished. He sells himself as a reformer, says that he's going to end corruption in Saudi Arabia, but he sure is throwing around a lot of Saudi money that he got from somewhere. He met a Russian vodka tycoon who had a 440-foot yacht, apparently the largest yacht in the world. Ben Salman bought it for close to $500 million in addition to Chateau Louis XIV. He bought a 620-acre estate with a castle located about an hour's drive from Paris in November 2017, an anonymous collector announced that he was going to sell a painting by Leonardo da Vinci entitled Salvador Mundi, and the prince paid $450.3 million for it. There are apparently questions as to whether it is a genuine da Vinci, but the prince has no such questions. King Salman has also been busy buying estates and other property along the Mediterranean from Morocco to Spain. One wonders why an 88-year-old monarch would busy himself with such things, which will soon be left to the 32-year-old crown prince. Maybe he can see what is about to happen in Saudi Arabia and wants to get as much of the family fortune into real assets outside the region as possible. The crown prince is not the first person to attempt reform of a heavily Muslim society. Kemal Ataturk tried to reform Turkey in the 1920s in a similar fashion. He wanted to westernize the country and have it join the West, but 98% of Turkey was Muslim about the same as Saudi Arabia today. Many of the 98% are members of one of the fundamental sects and may be very resistant to change, so we'll see how well the prince's reform efforts work out. Perhaps the coming turmoil in Saudi Arabia will drive Saudis into Europe as poverty, along with George Soros, has driven so many Africans into Europe. If so, France is certainly open to them. Perhaps the prince will put them up at one of his estates. Time will tell, folks. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.